So we're here with the Ball Hawk uh, podcast walkthrough. Uh, he's everywhere, a locker room access, and uh, he was nice enough to jump on with us for a few minutes. Uh, Ball Hawk, how you how you doing? You ready for Tech this week? Yeah, man, I'm doing great, man. You know the the, the thing about Tech Week is I become super busy because of you. So you see the portrait of the catch in the background. So everybody loves to refer back to '98. So um, I'm usually very humble this week because I don't consider myself like the legendary players like a Thomas Jones, Anthony Poindexter, and those guys. But the fact that I'm remembered for something for this university is all, it, it always takes me back. So um, I, I, I enjoy this week, man, cause I'm in demand. So I, I, I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for being with us. Uh, I'm sure you get this all the time, but take me back to that spot, 1998, uh, three minutes uh, down by a field goal. You're backed up inside the, your own 10 yard line. And then, you know, Aaron Brooks gets his drive going down the field. Yeah. So, so I'm going to tell you like this. If you listen to my podcast, you listen to me talk or see me tweet, I'm super, I'm like a super positive person. Like I'm so competitive. Like I never think I'm going to lose. And that team was the same way. So even though we was getting our tails kicked in the first half, we never thought we would lose. We just had to figure out like how we was going to start the run. And Dex came in the locker room and chewed us out. And um, Byron Three got us started by a pick six. Because we was thinking it up as an offense, right? The defense got competitive and said, well, we'll score since y'all don't want to score. And we didn't take it as a shot. That's a challenge. And Three mm -hmm. went out and scored. So we like, well, we got to score. Long story short, they bow up in the second half and only give up three points. You know what I'm saying? So um, we get the ball backed up and we running the same play all the way down the field. You know, it's, it's just mirror corner routes and Casey has a wide option. Casey is the read first because of the defense that they play like this blitz technique, wide tackle six. And um, Casey catches a ball, but he doesn't really catch it. But he sold it that he caught the ball. If people go back and look at that, that, catch that they gave the one him. on the sideline no the one in the middle of the field the tight end yeah, yeah yeah tight end he didn't he drops it but he sells it he's like sir sir i caught the ball sir i caught the ball we could hear him on the sideline i'm like damn man casey's selling it like he dropped this i hope they give it to us and i think the next play that's when kevin coffee looks in the sunlight and his contact pops out well i just run in the game i don't know if i was supposed to go in but i just run in so in my head i'm like I'm going in. Like I had, I, I've gotten in on just only three receiver sets, but no, no regular sets. So we call the same play and um, I'm ready to run to the field, the wide side. Terrence is to the near side now. And Terrence is the one that's been killing. And Brooks goes, Hawk, I'm coming to you. And his type of style, he laid back like, Hawk, I'm coming to you. And I'm like, word? He's like, yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I tell everybody I ran like the worst route you could run. Like the route wasn't great. Um, Anthony Midget reads my route. He's breaking downhill before I even break out. And when I turn around, I just hear a noise. Like, that's all I hear. I hear whistling and I feel something just hit my face mask. Go pink and my right hand just goes up. So I don't see the ball. I just see, I see a white arm flash in front of my eyes. And then I hear a pink. And when I hear it and I feel something on my face, I bring my right hand up. Both of my hands go up, but my right hand is the only hand that touched the ball. Richmond, I think Richmond 
times this past, I think they got a picture of me catching it. And you see my right hand is just on the ball. And when I turn, there's nobody else there. So I just caught it with my right hand. Then I tucked it with my right. And I was like, nobody's going to, like, once Midget broke and he missed it, nobody on the team was going to catch me. I was going to let that happen. Like, I was going, I wasn't worried about people catching me, but I saw I got to work for the media, uh, Mike, who passed away. And he's like, come on, hurry up, hurry up. And I start laughing at him. And they got a picture of me smiling. And the rest is history, man. You get that pose. But that pose that I do has nothing to do with football. My two cousins got murdered that year. And they were supposed to be there, Chanelo and Saron Gibson. They got murdered in February 1998. And that pose is for them. Wow. So that pose is not football related. So I appreciate that pose because it's for my deceased cousins who I was thinking about when I was on my knees. But at the same time, when people gave me the moniker of having to catch, I always wanted to remember Thomas Jones catch in the right end zone and remember what three did to start it off. I just finished it. I just did my job. I protected myself from a hundred mile an hour fastball from Aaron Brooks. So I'm getting all this, you know, glory, which I, I appreciate, but I just did what I was supposed to do. You know what yeah, I'm saying? He, he was putting some dimes on that final drive, man. It, Yo, he's yeah. nice, man. Like, to me, I'm biased. He's right behind Sean all the time. He don't have the numbers to stack up. Like, he don't have the numbers to compete with Bryce or Matt Schaub or, or what Brendan's doing now. But when you go back and watch Aaron Brooks throw the football, it's 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 a work of art, man. That dude and and if you put him in today's game, his numbers would be there probably, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's not taken away from the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brendan is, is a stud. Like, so thankful that he's our quarterback now. Thankful for what Bryce did. Thankful for what Kurt Benkert did as well. Like, all those guys, they're in the league for a reason. So, uh, but yeah, I just, it's just a, it, it's always a fun conversation because his name gets lost a lot because he don't have the numbers to really just have everybody throwing his name out. You know? well, well, he kind of made up for it because he had so much success in the league, you know? <laughs> yeah, he did. Shout yeah. out to New Orleans Saints, what he did there. Yeah, that was like, instinct got them going. I think Jeff Blake had gone down. Maybe it was Jeff Blake. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, yeah, he took him to the playoffs, man. Facts. Uh, so when did that picture first start circulating? It was before my time. But when did that so, picture first start circulating around? Like, I know it was so on they, the media guide one year. Yeah, they had it. So my hometown of Delhi, Pro the, not Delhi, Pro Progress. Delhi Press, Delhi Progress is here in Charlottesville. Delhi Press back in Hampton and Nupa News, they had a, they had not this actual angle. They they're right in the front, cause I got that downstairs in my workstation. But that picture circulated, and Mike Ingles took this photo. Shout out to him. Um, it was on our media guide the next year, which was crazy. You feel what I'm saying? Like I'm on the damn media guide. We got Thomas Jones on our team, bro. And I'm on the media guy. Like, really? Me. And I didn't realize how important that catch was until everybody kept talking about it, like, the next year. I was like, yo, I just made, like, I scored a touchdown. I made a catch. I didn't think too much of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I'm just competing. But when it was on the media guy, that's why I knew it was real. Because that goes to recruits. That goes to different schools. Like, that's a big deal. So that's when I realized that picture was like that. And then when Chris Long helped donate and ended up on the indoor, not that pose, but of me running and smiling, that's on the indoor product facility, a big old picture. So 
that's when it started to hit me. And then it was a mural in Scott Stadium for a long time until they changed it this year. That photo was there. So that's when it hit me and I came back from playing arena ball and it was in different spots. And I'm just like, oh, so that play is a big deal. So that's what it was, man. <laughs> and uh, so Thomas Jones tweeted out, I might have been two days ago, about BA's uh, year he's having this year and the comparison yep. to his senior year. Um, and when he went off for like 1,800 yards and a bunch of touchdowns. Yep. Uh, why do you think? Why do you think they're not getting kind of the love that their numbers deserve? Or yeah. do, what do you remember from that 1999 season, man? What I remember is it, a mirror. We weren't that. We wasn't as good throwing the football. Or it's just overall, right? Like I think we 99. I think we won seven games. So they could end up the same. Record yeah, is us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're seven and five before the bowl. They six and five. They beat Tech. They become seven and five. That played a role. But Thomas still got the respect from the sense that when we played the Florida States back then, Bax didn't do what he did to Florida State. When we went to BYU on the road, he just like Thomas always jumped out. So that's why it's just like Brendan. Thomas jumped out at you. Like, you knew he was getting the ball. We wasn't that good throwing. Like, we was decent throwing the football, don't get me wrong. Mm. But we wasn't – we didn't keep teams honest. And he, you knew he was getting – like, it was six, seven, eight, eight people in the box. It was times I missed blocks and he would juke the dude. I didn't block. I remember Florida State, I missed the corner. The safety came down to – because it was supposed to be a crack read. And I, and I went to get the safety and I didn't. I went to go get the corner. He was already gone. Both of them came at Thomas. He bounced it. And he split both of them and broke up the sideline and pushed me out the way, like, move. Like, he did that himself. You know what I'm saying? So he feels like that because, Brendan, if we have the number one rated passing offense in America, yeah, I don't yeah. care what our record is. The Heisman should be about individuals, right? For sure. He should be there. Like, it's stupid that he's not. And this, and to me, this is where you got to – hype up like why do we have to hype up a kid who has the numbers to back it up bro that's my thing yeah, be stuff recent funny. recent track record i guess it's kind of always been like you know yeah joe burrow won national championship husband you know Absolutely. smith you know because they get them that win loss record you know yeah, quarterback yeah, yeah. The only position they get the win loss record so i could see it from that point of view but still give them some recognition bro like i'm i'm, I'm interested to see when it comes to the all acc what's gonna happen because <laughs> i mean uh, it's going to be him or Pickett, right? Him or Pickett. You got the quarterback from Wake Forest. Oh, yeah, Hartman. They got gaudy numbers and then the team success as well. So it's going to be it, – it, look, think about this, bro. Sam Howell might not even be honorable mention. And he was like a god before the <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy because uh, Cunningham from Louisville got gaudy numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good player. <laughs> so I don't know, man. All right. So, so back, back to tech. So of course it's tech, but is some of it like we're both fighting for the same recruits, you know what I'm saying? Or like, honestly, bro, I'm going to keep it like honest with you right now. We don't try to get the same dudes I get. Okay. And that's not, a, that's not, a, that comes off as being like petty. Like we don't want who y'all want now, nah, but like this coaching staff recruit the need as far as the scheme that they run and and character guys like 
it's hard to make it here. You know what I'm saying? Like the practices are hard. Like you got to have a different mindset to play for this university. Even when I play here with Coach Wells, you had to have a different mindset. Not knocking tech because you got to have a mindset to last where they, they in Blacksburg. You yeah. have a different mindset to last in Blacksburg if you ever been there. And I, that was being, being petty again. But I don't think we truly go after the same guys. But still, if it came down to both, you want to get denied as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure both teams like, oh, you recruiting that kid? We're going to throw our name out there just to see, you know, if, if we can attract him so you can't get him. We may not want him. And I don't think our staff is like that. But you got staffs who do that. We, we, we want to take the attention off of you. Bring it to us, even though we really don't want them. And I don't think our staff does that. But um, to answer your question, man, I don't, I don't, I truly don't think we look at who they recruit like it used to be in the past. Because it was tit for tat back when I was coming out. It was the same, uh, same guys. So Virginia and Tech always falls in like Thanksgiving week. Yeah. For for the players, you you know what what is. How does Thanksgiving go for you guys? So it's funny you said that my last two years when we played Vic, when Vic was the quarterback, we played them early in the season and then we played them the last game of the season. But I don't think it was around Thanksgiving for some reason. But, um, you know, usually classes are out. So you could put in a lot more time. And that helps because with the rivalry, when Bud Foster was there, he ran that wide tackle six. I ran that high that that defense in high school. It's a hybrid, so it's something that you don't see all year. So when you're an offensive guy, you got to really tap in to basically like coverage and the looks that you get. So it's a good thing that is around Thanksgiving because you get that extra, you know, film session time. Because a lot of emotions play in this game, and a lot of times, man, you play hero ball playing against Virginia Tech, and we've seen that where guys just make get a dumb penalty or out of position and they're usually reliable. It's a lot of emotion that goes into this game that you don't realize until you start playing. And it's good to have this week to really focus and practice situational football as well. And the way our defense has been underachieving this year, it allows them to really tap in and get back to fundamentals. And they probably – you know, probably spend times in past because it's going to be physical. So with it being a Thanksgiving, you get added time in the sense of you can't as a team really practice as much because you still got time constraints, but the individuals can, the leaders can take upon themselves and do more. What about like actual Thanksgiving though? Actual Thanksgiving? Like doing a big uh, team, team oh. turkey and, and, and oh. dressing. Oh yeah, man. You know, it ain't the same. It's fun. Yeah. But it ain't the same with being home with your with I your know. like I like to go home to seven five seven with my big mom and, and my, my aunts because you know she has six kids so and then my cousin so that was that was a dope time for me eating German chocolate cake and stuff like that. It won't the same being up here with these knuckleheads. <laughs> oh we knew after the game we could go home though. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh so we got uh Keaton Thompson, uh, notably switched position. Yeah, uh, you know the quarterback Mississippi State, and then I thought he was gonna be the quarterback, a quarterback when yeah. he got here, but then it kind of like morphed. Uh, and and you also 
had a successful transition of position. What was, uh, what is that like? What are, you know, is that like all off season working on the switch? Uh, yeah, that was, what makes you want to was, do, do the switch? Is it all out of necessity or is it, you know, seeing, thinking that you can have more success in the, at the second position? Yeah, that's a great question. So I initially wanted to move to defense just so I could play both ways. Cause I still want, I got recruited by like Florida and a lot of other big schools to play defensive back. And UVA was one of the few that wanted me to play receiver because I had some want me to play. I played like running back receiver and DB in high school, but I was more most successful at receiver. And UVA allowed me to play receiver. And going into my last year, I was like, man, I want to play both ways. And I was running track and I had got my like true speed back from when I had surgery on my ankle. So I go into Coach Wells' office. I'm like, coach, man, you think I could try to play some defense? You know, because I see we don't have a lot of depth at corner. I just want to make sure I'm up just in case somebody go down. He's like, all right, like, I'll put you there, you know. We'll just start you there in the spring, and then we'll make sure you still acclimate with the offense because I think that's a great idea. And if we had to, you could redshirt because I didn't redshirt. So I go out there, and I'm so competitive. I'm practicing, and at first I'm getting, I'm getting smoked out there. Like, I hadn't backpedaled in years. So receivers are running by me, but I'm working with Coach Bob Price, who was my DB coach at the time. And every day after practice, I'm working with him on just footwork, pedaling, tackling, like everything, every single day after practice. I Like, I could have been on his taxes. Yeah, so I was working with him on my craft, bro. I worked my butt off. And um, I think it was after about six practices, I started getting the hang of it. And I started, I'm, I'm covering the likes of like Billy McMullen, Kevin Coffey, Demetrius Dotson, Tavon Mason, who could run a 4-3, like it fell out fly. But checking Billy, Kevin, and Demetrius really helped me because they were taller guys and they were all different. And um, I want to say I went to Coach Wells. I was like, all right, Coach, when you going, you know, let me start working some offense. I think I'm good enough that if they need me on defense, yeah, I'm straight. He goes, Christ, we're going to keep you there. <laughs> you're one of the best guys we got over there. Why didn't you tell me sooner? I would have used you there last year. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you're, you're staying. <laughs> we got enough receivers. Look at who we have. Like, you cover them. You're staying there. So I end up getting like, um, I forgot the name of the award for it, but most outstanding spring player. I got that award from Coach Rick Lance. And then... I do remember in the summer, bro, I worked on tackling a lot because that was the last thing I couldn't do. Like consistently tackle somebody. Yeah. Like I'm not going to miss a damn tackle. Like I did not want to miss a tackle. I don't want somebody because I used to love just juking DBs and laughing at them. So I didn't want that done to me. So yeah, I worked on tackling a lot, bro. Yeah. So that's why now when I see DBs miss a tackle, I'm sitting there like, man, y'all better go work on Like you got to do that. A coach not going to make you tackle. You like, I had the will and the refusal to miss a damn tackle. Like I was going to get you. If I got to run through your chest and you run me over, I'm going to grab and hold on. But one thing I ain't going to do is just dive at your damn legs. Nah, but the rules have changed now. Cause I would have got a couple of targetings. Cause I was going to put my face in your chest and my crown probably hit you in your face, man. I yeah. probably got kicked out. So, um, but yeah, man, that, that transition was, was definitely difficult, but it paid off. Um, Cause I got to play professionally. And when Coach Dick Vermeil released me after playing one year with the Chiefs, he was just like, you had the best camp, but we don't know what you are. 
Like you could probably go to another NFL team and jump around the league for another year or two. Or you could go to this league called the Arena Football League where guys like you will flourish. And I got a buddy called named John Elway who I could probably get you in contact with. So after I wiped away my tears of being cut, I told him to call John and John hit me up and I played it for 10 years. So Coach Ramil saw it. When did NFL Europe come into the picture? That's all I was. Yeah, NFL Europe was 2002. So I thought I was on the practice squad with the Chiefs in 2001. When did NFL Europe? NFL Europe showed me I could play at the highest level in corner because I felt like I was one of the, I felt like I was the best corner over What's there. Better, what was better competition? Like compared, like competition. Between, arena, between arena or NFL Europe? Oh, uh, arena was better competition to me because we we got dudes that were nfl receivers like marcus nash and um chris jackson like we had dudes who played in the nfl come to the arena league and they coming in motion at you so that's why it was more difficult um of course playing in the nfl at the highest level is talent wise across the board is better but with the rules and how you had to play more man-to-man than anything you didn't really have help and you're on the island mm-hmm. nfl was tough like, I'm checking the guy that's running at me full speed before the snap of the ball. And when he hits the line of scrimmage, they snap it. He's already full speed, and I'm backpedaling the entire time. So, and he gets it's the, like, like CFL rules, kind of, right? Like, well, CFL got to kind of slow up a little bit. Oh, okay. Our dudes get back up 10 yards deep and be full speed, and the quarterback just got to look back. And, they, and they give you up to two yards off sides, too. So he could oh, be wow. two yards off sides for the ball snap. So, yeah. <laughs> want want as many tough. points as possible. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why. And, and I have to remember that my mind is still AFL driven because when our defense gives up 40, I'm like, it's just 40. Offense, go score 50. And I got, <laughs> oh, this outdoor game. It don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so last question. What does uh, Virginia have to do this weekend to uh, beat, beat the hoax? Uh, score, score about at least 35 they gotta score a lot of points man like well miami hit a couple big shots last weekend against absolutely Texas. they came yeah. out and and threw a waller that's how i knew miami was on one they came out through their best db who's one of the better dbs in acc and they were successful um and salute to miami for their game plan because they kept taking shots usually folks don't take a lot of shots at virginia tech because it's a mystique of and it's a young quarterback they too yeah they could blitz the pass and things like that but in all honesty, man, being very transparent, like we gotta, we gotta score a lot of points. You can't expect our D to pitch a shutout or to get a bunch of stops. They're gonna, they can get you three or four. And you yeah, gotta take advantage. Weeks, of, got a couple turnover they, here absolutely. and there, a stop here and there. Yep. And I say this: the fact that our defense is played at a below average level all year combined as an offense. You got to say, our defense has got to stop. We got to score now. Like, anytime yeah. they get you a stop, you have to score. Last week, that was a difference to me. Every time we got to stop, you know, we forced three punts, got two interceptions, but one of them was late in the first half. So, just say we got four stops and then limited them to two field goals. Well, out of those four stops with the three stops and interceptions, we only got three points. Like, the way our defense plays, offense, you, you have – like. It's not fair, but you have to take advantage of 
It exactly. It is what it is. Like if we're gonna say our defense suck, you know what I'm gonna say? Whoop! If our defense suck, offense, you gotta be outstanding. Period. So it's not fair, but hey, ain't no pigs involved. So who crying? All right, ball hawk. Thanks for thanks for popping over. Uh, what are you? What is the uh, weekend looking like for you? Are you going to be at the stadium? Yeah, yeah, I definitely be at the stadium doing my um, in stadium analyst gig. So I'll be doing the the pregame matchup right before we introduce our seniors. I'll be doing the um, halftime recap. So hopefully the Wahoos are up and we can, you know, put various highlights on who vision. And I'll be doing my Chris Berman impersonation. And um, other than that, man, be having fun. Watching this beat up on the Hokies, man. All right. Where can everyone find you at? Oh, man. I am Ballhawk on Twitter and Instagram, man. And follow the Ballhawk show on all podcast platforms, man. It's not your normal podcast. We have fun. I'm interactive. If you want to hit me up, go to myhawkins.com. Use the contact us box at the bottom. It emails me directly. And I will respond to you. I respond to folks, man. I'm, I'm interactive. So definitely appreciate you reaching out, man. Love what you're doing. Love the support. And uh, wahoo wah.